0: Welcome back to Life with the Israel podcast. I am so glad that you have decided to join us today for this podcast. And I am even more excited to announce that I have a special guest today, my very close friend, Mariah. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm very excited that she's here today um, as we have our discussion about friendships. Um, Very meaningful discussion to me. Um, and obviously, I had Mariah join me today because she is my friend. Um, uh, also, don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram at Isabella, or sorry, with at Life with Isabella <laughs> underscore podcast, um, and leave questions, comments, um, and DM me if you want to be like Mariah and be a special guest. You do. Um, it's fun. It's very <laughs> fun. All right, um, we're gonna dive right into this um, with our first discussion topic. Um, in the first kind of area we're gonna cover is uh, different levels of friendships. Um, and, and everyone has different levels of friendships. Um, obviously, who I consider a friend wouldn't necessarily be who Mariah considers a friend. So we'll both keep you our peace of mind on this. Um, for me, I'll start first. Me personally, um, I have four different levels. I have mutual friends, close friends, and best friends. So mutuals are people that I, if they talk to me, I'll talk back. We, we know each other, but necessarily, I wouldn't go out of my way to talk to these mutuals. Uh, friends are people that I would go up to and I would talk to. Um, and I might talk to them one or two times a week, but I wouldn't consistently keep up with them um, in like, tried to be super involved because we're not like super close friends. I also wouldn't tell them very much about me. Um, So they would know who I am and kind of like, so general things about me, but they wouldn't really know much about me. They wouldn't know the personal things about me. Um, And then I have close friends. Um, Close friends are the people that I talk to multiple times a week. um, And I feel comfortable talking to them um, and sharing like my life stories. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily text them 24-7. Um, <laughs> and then best, best friends <laughs> are people I talk to every day. Um, and then I, that I tell not just my personal things, but just literally every minute of every day, every detail. What about you, Mariah?
1: Okay, I think you did honestly a great job, but I feel like for me, there's like a mutual friends like you were talking about, um, which is more like let's say my friend has a friend that I know of that I would love to get to know and talk to, but I don't really ever see. Like maybe they're just, maybe it's like they go to a different school or whatever. It's just a different circle of friends entirely. And then there's almost like this level of, it's not really a friend, but I see them all the time. Like specifically, my example would be like church friends that I literally never talk to them, but I'll wave to them whenever they walk in the room. Or, you know, we all know them. We all say hey, but we don't really... (laughs) We're not really friends. Um, And then there's the friends where we maybe hang out once or twice a year, to be honest with you, outside. (laughs) (laughs) Like, weekly events, such as church or school stuff. Um, Then there's close friends where... Like Isabella said, I would probably text them a lot more. Um, we're going to be sitting together, stuff like that. And then there's close friends, which is, I'm going to text them. Honestly, I think that the close friends are the friends who get my nonchalant texts. Like, I will only text certain friends whenever it's, like, setting up a time to meet. You know, like, a hangout or just informational stuff or happy birthday happy thanksgiving um the close friends get the nonchalant like i just ate a bagel stuff like that Um, right right and then the best friends get the deep stuff i save all the like personal stuff for the very closest of friends i would say um i didn't really give a tiered out list but those are kind of the, the levels of relationships i have with you know people in my life
0: Right. Yeah. So like with that, obviously, everybody has a different view of friendships and everybody has people that they would rather be friends with. And that's how every mostly everyone I would hope has a friend, Um, because if we all had the same tiers of friendships and we all had the same type of views, um, I feel like a lot of people would have a very difficult time making friends. Just because if we all had this one narrow view of this type of friend is this, then you would never really advance on to the next phase because you have to have that kind of person like, you know, push it along like, because if my mutual friend for me is like your friend for you, then like that kind of pushes me to be like closer to you. And then that like moves you up on the list, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and I'll say, first of all, really well said. Second of all, like, I know that I definitely went through phases of my life where I didn't really have any super close friends. So, honestly, like, my opinion and view of a friend shifted and changed throughout my life. Like, in those times where I didn't have super close friends, friends who were just kind of met friends became, like, my top priority of people in my life.
0: Right, yeah, and that can that can happen. Yeah, I've definitely been there, too, And like, my phases of life where it's like people I talk to once a week, all of a sudden were like the closest friends I had. And like within that also with um, everybody different having different tiers, everybody has different viewpoints on um, what makes a good friend and what qualities they wanna find in friends. Um, like for me, I wanna have someone that I can laugh with and I can joke with. Um, but I can also, like, be, I can be myself, but I can also not be myself, Um, and there's a lot of different, like, there's a lot of specifics, like, um, trying to think of specifics in my brain, Um, like, somebody, somebody that will reach out to me, um, and somebody that will, like, care for me, and ask me, and just talk to me, really. Uh, yeah. Those are some, like, main basic overview that I feel like are common within people.
1: Yeah. I definitely feel like people who, <clears throat> like, asks me ask me questions and who are, like, ready and willing to sit there and listen to my responses. Like, actually. Like, they're not questions that are just leading into whatever they have to say or, you know, just like you said, just listening to me and really having a conversation me- with me whether that's just you know silly stuff laughing joking brightening my day or deep stuff that I needed to get off my plate at the time
0: right yeah that's for sure and uh, that like ties in also to like the- those tears of friendship because obviously Within a mutual friendship, I'm not going to be looking for the same type of friendship I'm looking for as a best friend. Like a mutual friendship, I'm probably, the qualities I'm looking for is someone that I'll throw a joke in there a couple of times and somebody that will sit down and like, that I can talk to and have a conversation with for about five minutes. Whereas a best friend, I'm really looking for that in-depth conversation, but also that like playfulness and like joking around and being like, ha like, That type of thing. So that ties into the different tiers that, like, each tier, especially for me, like, each tier has different qualities.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think that, honestly, for me personally, I know how, like, the um, saying opposites attract, I find that true in, like, my top tier, whereas in the lower tiers, I kind of want them to have something in common with me, like you said, inserting a joke about the thing that we both went to or a hobby that we both have, but honestly, with my top tiers, I love it whenever we're so different that we offer two different perspectives of the conversation, and it's not always, like, a comparison game, you know? Like, I have definitely had friends who do have things that are super similar to me, and so, you know whether they're succeeding or whether they're failing it's like you can't really talk about it with them you can't really get real about certain things because you know you're both working really hard in that aspect
0: yeah for sure yeah I can't I yeah that makes total sense to me yeah so uh also with that you made that was some excellent points honestly um yeah, I, I get what you're saying also with the opposites attract. Like, some of my closest friends, we are, like, total opposites. Like, uh, <laughs> I'll be the most outgoing person, and she'll be, like, the most off-guarded, <laughs> only talks to people she knows type of person. Or, um, like, when, with one of my closest friends, um, like, I play tons of, like, I play sports. I'm a sport person. I love sports. And she hates some like mm-hmm. she despises them and it's like in a way um in some days like that can be hard it's like why do you have to not like things that I like but I also had to look from it at, from her viewpoint in the same way like I'm not liking the things she's liking either and so we kind of come to that common ground of neither of like we're both we both have that friendship but in that way we care about each other so we want to get to know what the other person is doing and interested in and it's not like the same boring old like all we talk about is sports because it's the only thing we have in common where when you have less things in common i feel like you talk like you talk about more
1: things honestly that's so true i feel like the the conversation moving past like small talk Honestly, is one of the qualities like we were talking about earlier that like bumps them into the next tier of friends because it's more than just like, oh, yeah, oh, you remember that one thing? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like there's <just laughs> emptiness because you're just talking about the same thing all the time.
0: That's true, yeah, exactly. Um,
1: and honestly,
0: sometimes you kind of run out of things to talk about, um, and that friendship. Begins to fade out, and we kind of get lost in this kind of question, especially when it's a when it's a best friend um, that you fade out with. Um, Other than like, if you fade out with like a mutual friend or just a friend, like it's kind of like, oh, that kind of hurt, but like I'm gonna find new friends. Like I have other mutual friends, and I have other friends. But especially if you have that like one best friend. Um, and you you fade out with them, you kind of get lost with this question of why do, like, why do friendships fade out? And I think um, it's a very challenging question because um, it can kind of just seem like, oh, gosh, we lost, like, we lost things to talk about, or we lost, like, this. But I personally think with a lot of different friendships that I've grown out of, um, there's two things that I've learned. Um, We're growing, each person is growing at a different rate um, and is usually growing, begins to grow in a different direction, which is why you fade out. So what happens sometimes is the reason that you become friends with someone is because you're growing the same way. You're growing at the same rate, you're growing the same way. Um, So like that could be a school friend. You're friends with them because you're going to school together and you see each other and that's why you're friends with them is because you see them and you're doing the same things together. Um, and so you're growing together, but all of a sudden, either you graduate, you move schools, and so you grow away from each other, even though you were close friends because you're just not growing together anymore. Um, and sometimes things can hinder your growth. Um, and so you that, you that friend is either growing faster than you are you're throwing growing faster than that friend. Um and just the other um the other reason oh my gosh I lost the train of thought I was going after. Um but yeah so it's just friendships fade out for a lot of different reasons and each person has different reasons. Um and us as people we're ever changing. Um and sometimes it can be more hurtful to ha- hang on to that um friendship that we had uh when we were in a different phase of life um then to let go because even though it hurts us to let go in the future it's gonna hurt us more um
1: uh, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know if you were gonna keep going or if like this is a good time to cut in but um well
0: yeah you can go ahead (laughs)
1: sorry honestly no it's fine the one that rings the most true is just like the growing at different paces um for me the one that like hurts more is whenever it feels like they're growing faster than you but um definitely it it's it's interesting because you know it I feel like it's a very classic movie thing in such for like a friend to move away or something like that or switch schools and they're just ripped apart from you. And it's this big deal. But honestly, for me personally, whenever they're like right there with you, but like you still feel so distant from them is like just the hardest thing. Um, Especially if you just, there's not an open communication. Like you just don't understand why, like she was saying it, it often raises the question, just like, why are we growing apart? Um, are they growing faster? Do I need to step it up? Do I need to try and grow with them? <sighs> um, I think that kind of, once again, pulling into a topic that we were talking about earlier, which is just like the tears of friendship. Sometimes it's kind of like they're in the close friends, they're in the best friends even, and they just kind of start going down the ladder a little bit. Um which for me is worse than whenever they're just like they move away or something and they're back to a mutual friend or whatever.
0: Right. Because I feel like sometimes when that person is still present in your life, um, it's kind of, it's kind of that it brings in the enforcement. Like when a friend moves away or something, it kind of brings in that enforcement of um, out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're not constantly reminded of that friendship that once was, like, prosperous and beautiful. Um, And the other point I was going to make that I totally forgot about um, was that sometimes um, when we let go of other friendships, um, it welcomes in better friendships. Um, And it can be hard, but sometimes that's the reason why some friendships fade out. And that goes along with the growing. Like, sometimes you outgrow a friend. Um, And you just have to let them go or you realize that the friendship maybe wasn't the best thing for you. Um, And so but I found that some of the friends, once I've kind of just I've seen them kind of start to slip away um, and I just start to realize, like, hey, maybe this is wasn't this best friendship to be a part of. um, I kind of just I let them go. And then what I found is I end up finding so much better friends. And not that those friends were bad because they were good for me for the time. Mm -hmm. But for me now, I needed something new and something that would help me now.
1: Yeah, I I honestly love that you said that they were good for me for that time because I've honestly found myself feeling guilty a few times whenever I look back and think, hmm, maybe that was a little toxic because, you know, it was a great... Like I had fun with them and they were there for me, but you know what? They were good for that time and we're growing differently and maybe even in opposite directions where just right now it's time to move on and find new and better friends for (laughs) the old Taylor just can't come to the phone right now. (laughs) 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 And it's just time to find some new friends who can, where I am right now and who are in the same phase of phase of life as
0: me yeah yeah because like there's I mean honestly you can have there's some friendships that last forever like yeah. you are friends forever but honestly it's not it's, not, it's kind of an unrealistic viewpoint on friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you shouldn't go into a friendship and be like, oh, my gosh, this is only going to last. It's, it's <laughs> not going to last forever. What the heck? Um, but it's kind of like, you know, like, when a friendship ends, you're like, it's kind of like, yeah, this maybe, like, um, I wanted this to last forever, but maybe now I'm glad it didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and also with that, um, just like moving on from friendships can be so difficult. Um, honestly, sometimes friendships can feel exactly like breakups. Um, cause it, you're, it's not a romantic relationship, but within a friendship, you're still in a relationship with them because you're like, that's friendships. Like <laughs> it's a, it's, it's, we're not a romantic relationship, but it is like. A friendship relationship and you're especially if it's a best friend or a close friend like you you're close to them and like you know everything about them and they know everything about you and it's kind of like um oh my gosh um it's like that you're they're now a stranger you used to know um and I think that line is always kind (laughs) of it's kind (laughs) of always kind of gut grunge gut wrenched me because it's like oh my gosh like they're just there's somebody I used to know like I don't know them now I'm I don't know but in that way like maybe it's better they don't know me now and moving on is hard in any situation like even just moving on from um like when you move if you move like just moving on from the move moving on from friendships moving on from relationships Moving on from anything can be extremely difficult, Um, but I think in my situation, um, I think friendships, moving on from friendships, has been one of the hardest types of moving on I've ever faced.
1: Yeah, uh, honestly, like, moving on is hard enough as it is, but... Just like we were talking about earlier, whenever they're in your life and they're so present, I think that there's a type of guilt that can kind of come along with moving on. Um, Because, you know, you feel bad whenever they see you having new friends, or maybe if they're not in a great place right now or they're having trouble moving on, and it feels not like a competition, but like this weird, oh, I'm... I mean, yeah, I guess kind of like a competition where you still feel for that person, obviously, you know, what you were great friends for a long time, but whether it was a sudden, or if it was like a fade out, you're meeting new friends, and they're meeting new friends, and I've never been a jealous person by any means, but, like, you just, you have such a care for that person, and it's hard to let go of the care that you have for that person, even if it was a toxic relationship or even if it was good for that time, but it's time to move on.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that, that's good. That's a good point. Um, yeah. And within that, um, speaking of toxic relationships, um, recognizing toxic relate like friendships, um, can be difficult. Um, just like identifying, um, if you're in a romantic relationship, it's kind of the same thing, where you're so um, involved with them, and you're so, um, you care about them so much, and you, it's kind of like, um, what is it that saying, you have, you have, like, rose petal glasses on, or whatever, it's, I don't know the exact phrasing, um, where it's kind of like, you have this totally warped view of them, because in your mind, they're the person that they were when you met them and so because um, not everybody's toxic at the beginning um some friendships start out great and some friendships like they can be the best person but something in their life shifts um and all of a sudden um they grow that toxicness or they're one of the like manipulative More, i don't know if manipulative is the best word to use there but kind of they they um they kind of bring you in, and so that way you don't really realize it at first, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my gosh, this is toxic. But because of the way that you became friends with them at first, you don't notice it at all.
1: Yeah. Um... On, I had something that I was going to say. I don't even remember what it was.
0: That's okay. Um, <laughs>
1: I, I can That's say – <laughs>
0: I can say I've definitely been in a couple of different toxic friendships and as much as like as stupid as it sounds, um, sometimes the toxic friendships are the hardest to move on um, because the way that the friendship ends also determines the way you move on um, and most of the time with toxic um, friendships, um, it's you kind of move on in a way that's not pleasant um, and it can kind of leave that sense of wanting closure from the uh, friendship um, and not being able to receive that um, because it's your friend. Um, and so you obviously approach friendships differently than um, relationships.
1: Yeah. Pre- <laughs> no, You've gone on forever. That was so good. But for me, Like, I know how you said maybe manipulative wasn't the greatest word to use there. For me, any of the toxic relationships, whether it was short-term or long-term, honestly, I don't think that the person knew that they were kind of toxic. You know what I'm saying? Like, the toxic trait about them was that they didn't ever recognize or even acknowledge their flaws. And even if it was like a oh, I'm sorry that you're mad, or whatever, it wasn't, like, because they did something wrong, like, I'm sorry you're feeling that way, or whatever, or maybe they got you gifts, or, you know, they did, they treated you well at the beginning, or you felt like they've given you so much of their time and affection that this guilty feeling, like I was talking about earlier, um, whenever you're moving on, or whenever you're kind of thinking, is this the greatest relationship for me right now? Um, in all of my experiences, that person loves to talk about how great they are. Like, oh, I, I know, isn't that great? So good so isn't that gift so good? Don't you love it? Oh, I'm such a great friend to be talking to you right now. Oh, just I'm always here for you. You know that because I'm just such a great friend, <laughs> which you know what, like, now mm-hmm. that I think back on it, it was not that's kind of obnoxious and I think that anybody else can see that but I think what you said was great just you're there and they do feel great whether it was because they were great or because you were there and you kind of thought they were great because you are picturing this original person or your dream person or just your fantasy of what a perfect them would look like Uh, Actually, I had a question for you, Um, since it sounds like you have some experience with this. What was your way of moving on that you wish you could change? And what would you change it to?
0: Oh, that's a good one. Um, So my way of moving on. So I kind of have this weird way of moving on. Um, And it's not necessarily the healthiest. Um, I kind of uh, I distract myself from the total friendship. So if I, um, uh, if it was, especially if it was a toxic relationship and I realized that, um, I totally, um, if I know this person is going to be there, um, if I'm forced to go, I totally avoid them. I don't look in their direction. I don't look at them. Um, and, um, if I don't have to go to do it, I just don't go. Um, and so it's just kind of that, and then not, um, I kind of shut out everyone and i think that's like a very very um toxic way of moving on because within that shutting out everyone um all of a sudden you have no friends and it's your fault um but you know you're trying to cope with this moving on from this friendship um and you kind of uh especially especially for me um i kind of just like turned a blind eye to my other friendships um, to kind of focus on um, healing myself and becoming the the person I need to be besides that friendship. Because all of a sudden, like, you're friends with somebody and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, who do I talk to now? Like, you said you told this person what you ate for lunch. You told this person that you ate an Oreo at 2.30 p.m. Like, you told this person that you ate ice cream at 1 a.m. Like, this is a person you told everything to. And um, moving on from that, obviously, like we said, is hard. Um, and I think, like, the one thing I would have would change is um, obviously, I shouldn't rely everything about moving on, on to the friends I still have, but not neglecting those friends because just because I have one toxic friend doesn't mean that all the friends are toxic, which means, which sometimes, um, can happen after you've been in a toxic friendship. Um, it's just kind of assuming everybody's the same. Um, and so honestly, if I got stuck in another situation with that, I would definitely, um, try to, um, lean on the friends I have around me, um, Mm -hmm. just because, kind of leaning off that friend who is toxic and leaning on my non-toxic friends Um, and not putting my whole weight on them obviously because it's not their like it's not their problem but they are there to help me
1: Hmm. yeah it's just like discerning the difference between focusing on yourself and kind of shutting everyone out like those people obviously care about you and they want to be there to help you through that and like you said, not putting the burden on them, but just sharing it a little bit or just sharing what you've been through so that you don't have to carry it all. And, you know, just letting them help you move on because I think that they want to help you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and within that, um, kind of with the leaning on, um, sometimes we get faced with the question, um, within ourselves like especially after toxic relationships or friendships um you kind of get faced with the question within your own heart and your own mind of why do we need friends um and honestly um it seems like a kind of a stupid question because you're like well of course you need friends otherwise you're going to be lonely um like what the heck bro like that makes sense um but I think, um, it's a valid question to ask ourselves because it really lets us to dive into, um, we weren't, we're not designed in this, like, we're, we're not on this earth to be alone, um, cause being alone isn't good for us, um, and it's not healthy and it's not, um, it's not doing us any good at all to be alone. Um, and friends are kind of that, um, they're kind of that, like you said, they kind of carry a little bit of that burden for you. Um, and like, obviously, loneliness sucks. And sometimes you can feel alone in a crowd of people, but that's a totally different story. Because um, if, if you have friends that actually care about you and actually um, want to be friends with you, Um, They'll make sure that you're never alone in a group of people. And friends help with a lot of things. Friends help with loneliness, depression, um, just someone to talk to, to get things off your chest, someone to laugh with, and somebody to have a good time with, and somebody to forget kind of what's going on. Um, And, like, just somebody somebody to care about you. Um, and I think for me, that's, that's um, an important factor of friendship because um, I think sometimes we can run into the thoughts of nobody loves me and nobody cares about me. Um, and I think that's what's important about friends is that they're kind of there to remind us like, hey, I'm talking to you right now and I care about you and I love you and I'm here for you. Like, you're not, you're not alone. And whatever you're going through, you're not alone in life. Um, And I think those are some major points um, why I personally need friends and just in general why we need friends.
1: Yeah, um, this isn't exactly answering your question quite yet, but you mentioned the feeling alone in the crowd. For me, the times that I really feel like that is whenever, you know, looking at, our tiers of friendships and the people that I'm with obviously none of them should be classified as that close friend to me or that best friend to me um and then to answer your question about the why would you need friends or you know just around that topic um I think I typically like to come at it from a slightly different point of view, same wording to the question, but why do I specifically need a friend in my life? Um, I'm not going to get into all of that right now, but let's say if your answer to the question was to laugh or if it was to have somebody to really get deep with or whatever it might be, um, I think that having the answer to that question for you specifically can help you First of all, discerning your close friends with your, you know, a lower tier of friend and also give you motivation and um, not necessarily motivation, but more of a specific, like putting more effort into your friendships that you currently have to really nurture those aspects, if that makes sense, like giving you a specific mission, like, once again, going off of if I really needed somebody to brighten my day, if that was my goal for a friend, then I would want to find a friend that is really funny and really make sure to spend lots of time with them that are, you know, getting, <laughs> this is going to sound weird, but good joke content. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, yeah. Have- good time with them you're going to focus more on having a good time with them so answering that question for you specifically I think can help you discern your friends like what kinds of friends and what level of friends you have and then also give you motivation to you know really nurture those relationships.
0: I think I think also within that like kind of what you're saying um, with answering that question um, from your like individually um, it also helps with Um, like we talked about previously, um, is recognizing the toxic friendships. Because if you go in and you're like, I need a friend for this, and I need a friend for this, and like, I, let's say I need a friend um, to talk to, um, and your friend never listens to you, um, then that should automatically send up like a, whoa, like that's like, this is not Mm -hmm. the reason I need a friend. Um, And obviously like, some like your friends go through phases and they go from through moods and like, but your friend should be able to understand why they why, um, you need a friend because each of us need friends for different reasons, um, and I think it's important to recognize each other's needs and to um try and supply them the best we can, um, and so within that ties back to the toxic friendships, um. It's just like um, like you said, how um, sometimes we can have friends that it makes they make it all about themselves. Um, and all of a sudden you need someone to talk to about yourself. Um, and you can't really talk to that friend um, because they always make your issues about themselves. Like, if you're like, oh, my gosh, my this is a very under dramatized version of this example. But you're like, oh, my gosh, I literally just tore my ACL. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I fell and bruised my knee. Like, (laughs) it's not the type of friend that you're needing in that situation. Um, So that kind of ties back in, I think.
1: Yeah, I think. Two things that you said. Number one, the discerning the toxic friendships. I think that that's really good because there was definitely a time in my life where I had really low self confidence. And some of my most toxic friends from that time were just people who, whenever I spent time with them, I didn't feel good about myself. I didn't, you know, like, and then also, what was the other thing? Oh, just letting them know what you're needing in a friend. Because I've definitely struggled with communication before. And I think that's part of the reason why those toxic traits started to become a big deal in those past friendships. Because there was no, like, why didn't I tell them that maybe you shouldn't say that about me? (laughs) Why do you know that open communication can also incredibly help? So, I yeah, I totally agree answering that question for you specifically and making sure that your friends know there's communication and knowing what you're looking for in a good friend and what will be most beneficial to you um, can help with so many things.
0: Yeah, and I I like how you brought up communication because communication um, is honestly, in any aspect of life, is so important. Um, I mean, not just within friendships, but relationships. Your parents, your like your siblings, your um, even your animals. Like everybody in your life needs communication um, because communication will truly help. Um, and I liked how you um, you brought up. Or I don't know who, I don't know where I was going with that. Let me revert, ignore that. Um, I think sometimes um, once we um, figure out we're like. Oh my gosh, I need this, 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 and a friend. Um, and I think sometimes we get caught up in so much of how much our friend isn't supplying to our needs, um, we realize how much we're not supplying to our friend's needs.
1: No, yeah, that's good.
0: <laughs> um. And so, with that, um, uh, with our final point, um, is sometimes we can hit ourselves with the question. Um, I like to hit this question with me about every other month um, just to give myself a reality check um, and to make sure I'm still like on point um, is how can I be a better friend? Um, And honestly, um, we can spend so much time criticizing other people for how they're being friends to us, which is important. But sometimes what happens is people are just giving us back the energy that we're giving them in the friendship. Um, And so I think giving ourselves the reality of check of how can I be a better friend kind of helps with that issue.
1: Mm -hmm. I definitely think, like you said, incredibly important. Um, I think that is also a really great habit to do it, whether that's monthly or every other month or whatever, like you might do it is very important. But one thing that I like to try and do, um, which is less of a annual thing, which I should get in the habit of doing, but more of just like a mindset shift is looking what I need, looking at what I would want in a friend and really trying my best to give that to someone else or I know that this is what I'm about to say is not super realistic for everyone. It depends on what you're going through or what you're needing, of course. But sometimes whenever I feel lonely or I really feel like, man, I don't know, I really would love to talk to someone or I don't, you know, those weird feelings and those things that just come up in your life, I will try and reach out to somebody and just see if they need anything. And that's definitely, I'm not saying that to, like, boast or anything. Like, that's just kind of how I check myself um, because I def- I have some great friends, Isabella, as an example, who are always there for me whenever I feel like I need to talk. And, and so just knowing that oftentimes the very basic needs that you're looking for in a friend, they need it too. And sometimes, I mean... Honestly, a lot of my friends that I've had, just kind of common theme in all of my close friends is, you know what, nobody really loves to ask for help or, you know, just admitting to whether it's bad habits or just something that they're going through. And so sometimes reaching out to them and, you know, just kind of opening the door to whatever they want to talk to, which is something that I look for in a friend. And, you know, obviously the opposite of that is what a toxic friend would look like to me um, because that's something that I look for in a friend. So I try to reciprocate whatever I'm looking for to kind of make sure that I'm giving back to the people in my life.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. I think I kind of I try to do the same thing. Um, yeah. And sometimes um, within... Uh, the way I express my needs, um, I kind of try and open up that door of trying to get them to like, I'll be like, hey, this is kind of how you can help me in this situation if this ever happens. Yeah. Um, and I kind of, I, I feel like I try to kind of open that opportunity within telling them that um, is for them to be able to tell me what they need. Because um, like you said earlier with communication, Um, like, sometimes I can feel, like, a super bad friend, because I'm, like, I have no idea what to do in this situation, Mm -hmm. Um, but in a way, it's because I, not only have I not been the best, like, we haven't mutually had a good friendship within the communication, Um, because if I don't know um, how to be a better friend to you, um, then somewhere got, we, somewhere we got lost in translation, Um, Mm -hmm. and I think, I think it's just important to make sure that you're always, we're not 100% concentrated on what your friends are doing wrong. Because there are friends that care about you and they love you, and there is, um, and we shouldn't be criticizing every second they do because of your friends. And um, I would have to say, 90% of the time, the friend has good intentions for you. Um, and I think sometimes um, we can get so lost. And like I said, way early on the podcast, um, personally with me um, is after I go through a toxic friendship, I, be, I think that every friendship after that is going to be toxic. Um, and I think taking a step back from that and being like, okay, this person has proved that they care about me um, and I care about them. Um, and so let's just take a step back and let's just be friends. Like, um, let's not worry too much about, oh my gosh, why did she say that to me? That was kind of rude. And just more of think of, oh my gosh, that was kind of funny that she said that. Like, sometimes, especially with the form of jokingness I have, sometimes forms of affection and forms of um, just showing that you care about somebody comes in all different shapes too. Um, and I think that's important to recognize and to understand the way that your friend um, is, that, that your friend understands number one, that you show affection and care like that, and that you also understand um, how your friend shows affection and care.
1: Yeah, I, I honestly love so much that we're kind of coming to a close by talking about how important it is to assess yourself. Because, like, you know, we talked about how important communication is, and that's definitely something that I struggle with. So you talked about toxic friends and what we look for in a good friend or, you know, how important it is to make sure that they're meeting your needs and that you're meeting theirs, um, but that assessing yourself can allow you to find the toxic friends and assessing yourself and how you're treating them can allow you to check yourself whenever you're becoming kind of toxic or whether you're developing some of the toxic traits that maybe you're kind of sketched out by in your other relationships. Um, Because I think that honestly the first step of building an amazing friendship is making sure that you're presenting or you're, you know, you're all in and you're committed and you're providing their needs and you know just making sure that you're being a good friend so that they are able to reciprocate that like you talked about earlier they just kind of sometimes match the energy and they match the effort that you're putting into it um interesting that we're kind of ending with honestly one of the most important things but i think that it's a really great takeaway just making sure you're assessing yourself um before you judge others
0: yeah, kind of that saying, check yourself before you wreck yourself, <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> um, because it, it is important to um, assess yourself, um, and it is important to um, kind of take that step back. Um, <clears throat> and going way back to in the beginning of the podcast, sometimes friendships fade out because you need to take that time for yourself because you can feel yourself becoming not the greatest friend um, mm. because of the situations you're in and just things that are
1: going on in life.
0: Um, and did you have anything else you wanted to add,
1: Mariah? No, that was really good.
0: Okay. Um, so just remember to um, show your friends that you care about them. Uh, remember to tell them that you love them and just be, be the friend you want to be and really um, understand friendships and um, have good two-sided friendships that have a lot of communication. Um, and with that point, um, I am so glad that you have decided to join us at Life with Isabel podcast. And I'm so glad that I was able to um, have Mariah here with me this week. Um, <laughs> and, um be on the lookout for uh, of course I mentioned this um, there's I have no schedule with my podcast at the moment um, I'm trying to do at least every other week um, so just be on the lookout follow me on Instagram Isabella alive with Isabella life with Isabella underscore podcast I post their updates of when I post podcasts and everything once again be a beautiful human because you are beautiful and Just be a loving human because you are loved. Until I see you next time. Bye.